Hi, I'm Jess, and this is my podcast. I spend countless hours a day thinking or talking to myself, so I figured, why not hit record? Join me every Thursday in the new year as we talk about life endeavors, our hopes and dreams, and past experiences. I have a lot to say, so buckle up. In a world of unknown, I want to share just a little bit about myself and my experiences to help others feel a little more, well, normal. We're all a little lost, but hey, we don't have to be perfect. No one is. We're all just trying to get by. Hi! Hi! How you doing? (laughs) Welcome, welcome. Thanks for having me. appreciate it. Are you excited to be here? I'm a little nervous, but I'm excited. Yeah, mom was too, but it's gonna go by real, real good. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, sorry, just banging my guitar everywhere. That's okay. How about you put that away so you don't play it? Well, do you want to hear my new song? <laughs> okay, sure. Loving him is blue like I've never known. Missing him is dark gray all alone. Loving him is red, red, Sounds good. Do you want to hear? This one's for the people, Jess. Okay. Because I got friendly places where the whiskey drowns in the beer. Jesus, my blues are the way. And I'll be okay. I'm not big on social grace. I'll say I'll slip on down to the old way. I got friends in low places. Thank you. We'll be on tour soon. All right, let's put down. Oh, I'm nice and cold. I'm nice and calm. Yay! Okay, everyone, guess what we're talking about? Crypto! All right, this is crypto for beginners. So we're not going to go down deep rabbit holes of things we don't know. I am definitely a beginner, so it'll be really nice for you to explain it to me because I'll let you know if it makes sense or not. And if it makes sense to me, hopefully it'll make sense to anyone. I'm putting myself at the bottom of the total pole here. Okay. Explain what crypto is. Crypto. Mm, broad topic. You always hear the term cryptocurrency. Mm-hmm. However, there are three different types of crypto. You have your transactional coins, which are, act more like a currency, right? You can transact with people. You have your stable coins, which are which most people don't know is that they kind of stay pegged one to one to the dollar. What does that mean? It means like USDC, USD coin is always going to be like a dollar. It's like a substitute for the dollar in the crypto world. So basically you just have, you know, $1 USD, 
that we use in the physical world. Mm-hmm. And then in the digital world, you have USDC, which is just a dollar. It's the same thing. It's always a dollar. It doesn't change. It doesn't go to $5. It doesn't go down to 50 cents. There's no conversion rate. Exactly. It's stable. And then you have your functional coins. And your functional coins are more like businesses that are helping the crypto space. So think of like things like Chainlink or Polkadot. So Chainlink takes all of the real world data and transforms it and transcribes it onto the blockchain. So blockchain. Yeah, exactly. And that's basically what crypto is. So crypto is a technology and the technology that came from crypto is the blockchain. And for, you know, maybe some older listeners, think of a Nokia phone and you playing snake right? So you start with a very small three block snake that goes through and you have to collect the others, the other blocks to make your snake longer, right? That's mm-hmm. the exact same thing as a blockchain. If you're more like technical, think of an Excel spreadsheet. So your first column will be all of the transactions that happen. And then after 15 minutes, it goes to the second column. So For example, you're in column A, Mm -hmm. and in 15 minutes, you have 100 transactions. From everyone around the world. From everyone around the world, exactly. So then you go into the B column, right? And that links to that A column. So it just continues to build and build and build. So the longer it goes on, the harder it is to hack it. Right. So that's where you kind of... Right. This is what you told me. Sorry for cutting you off. You're good. You have to hack column A before you can hack column B and you only have 15 minutes, right? So you have to hack column B in that in that 15 minutes backwards before you can get to column A. The current column. Exactly. And and then there's things called mining and stuff like that. But you don't really need to know mining. Mining is just kind of what brings crypto, I guess, to real life, if that makes any sense. To okay, we'll get into that right now. Yeah, it's digital real life. So, so then what is, what's sort of the history of crypto? How did crypto become? And when do you think, or if you know, when did it actually start? Because I know it's been around for at least 10 years, right? Yeah, exactly. So it started right around 2009, I think, is when the first, the Genesis block was created. That's just the first block on the blockchain. So mm-hmm. Genesis, you can think of like the Bible, right? So your your Genesis is your first chapter in the Bible. Genesis okay. block is the first block in the blockchain. Okay, so there's been chain, the very first chain started in 2009. And there's still chains going today. So that just basically, what's the word I'm looking for? I don't know. It shows you how hard it is to hack because you have to hack chains. Exactly. I've been running every 15 minutes, right? It's 15 minutes. Yep. Every 15 minute, a new chain comes on. And that's been happening every day since 2009. Yep. Yep. And it could be be different. This is almost impossible. What was that? 
it could be i i don't know that for sure if it's 15 minutes or not it could be 10 minutes okay but either sense between a 10 to 20 minute time frame a new exactly. comes on so okay. it, just it really, to help people feel yeah. more secure when talking so, so really the first thing that started crypto if you're looking back into it there's a guy called satoshi nakamoto right no one knows if he is he or she is a single person or a group of people right because there are so many moving parts you need to understand monetary policy which is basically economics and how money moves between the world and you need to understand you know crypto cryptology which is where kind of where the name cryptocurrency came from it's study of crypto exactly it's uh <laughs> it's the coding that goes behind to basically seal your identity to lock things down it's it's cryptography it's mm -hmm. think of world war ii when you know the u.s decrypted german signals right it's the same exact thing this concept isn't new it's mm -hmm. just evolved into a okay. natural progression for humanity i guess you could say yeah so why did crypto all of a sudden burst out this last year or two yeah so every every four years there's this thing called the happening event right because bitcoin is built on the internet okay it's, one sec we gotta pause yeah. bitco bitcoin is a currency of crypto correct correct okay mm -hmm. yep so basically the two that a lot of people are going to hear are going to be bitcoin and ethereum mm -hmm. but if we're going back to like the single point to learn about a little history mm -hmm. of of cryptocurrency we have to start with bitcoin because Ethereum wasn't even started and created until 2017. So Ethereum has been around a Ethereum has been around shorter than what Bitcoin has. Bitcoin is basically like um, the best way I can put it is digital gold, right? So when they were mining for gold on Earth, mm -hmm. they had pickaxes. They would go to the mountains. It was you had to find it, right? This is kind of the same thing to where it's like you're taking, you know, computer coding mm -hmm. and that's where your mining comes from. So you mine it from the Internet. It's built into this program. There are developers that have developed the blockchain for Bitcoin. There have been updates that have been done for Bitcoin. So anyways, going back to like. The history of it, right? So you have Satoshi Nakamoto. Like thinking of all those things I just talked about, it's it's hard for one person to think of all that, right? Mm -hmm. To create that project, there has to be some sort of team. So mm -hmm. to, so Satoshi Nakamoto is probably a group of people, and you can see early, you know, email communications between people who have addresses on mm -hmm. the blockchain so when i say that i mean every single time a transaction happens on the blockchain 
you can see it. It's trackable. Um, think of like, you know, you're doing a budget for the month. You know every single dollar that, you know, hits your account and you know every single dollar that leaves your account. It's the same thing that happens on blockchain. This is all public information? Exactly. It's all public, okay. you know, but if you don't want to be known, you don't have to be. It's still anonymous. That's where the decentralization comes from. Mm-hmm. And when I mean decentralized, I mean, think of the a bank, right? Uh, let's say Chase Credit, mm-hmm. Chase Bank, JP Morgan. That's what I was trying to think of. So you have JP Morgan, right? That's the central bank. Mm-hmm. From, they they can basically tell you, okay, it's going to take two days for this to hit your account. They're verifying all the transactions. However, what happens if JP Morgan's system goes down? All of the people banking with JP Morgan are now basically up a creek without a paddle they're stuck they can't make their they can't make their transactions in a decentralized world it's run by a group of people it's run by basically the people Mm -hmm. so you think of jessica you can Mm -hmm. own a node so now you are kind of like your own centralization and then i can run one too and then Jim can run one, and John can run one, and Apple can run one, Microsoft can run one. It's not just central. So if Apple goes down, we still have Microsoft to rely on. We still have Jessica, Jim, me to rely on. So the network isn't relying on one focal point. It's relying on a collective organism. And that's kind of the whole concept behind Bitcoin is to be decentralized, to still have anonymity, which uh, being anonymous, but still being public to where you can, it's easily trackable. So say you want to evade your taxes. There's really not a good way to do that on the blockchain because you can see every transaction, whether it goes into the blockchain, into someone else's wallet, out of that wallet, off of the blockchain, you know, you can see everything that's moving throughout there. Okay, so let's take example for cash. If I gave Jessica $100, could I know if she made, she turned that 100 into 1000 she made $900, or if she spent that $100? No, there's no way to track that. There's no way to track physical cash. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, there are positives and negatives about that, right? Because the, the positives are like, okay, people who are, you know, doing crimes, doing illegal drugs, stuff like that are using cash because it's not traceable. Whereas like people argue that, oh, a lot of criminals are using Bitcoin to, you know, make, buy drugs and do all this stuff. Well, even though you don't know who that person is, you can still, since it's on the internet, you can still drill down to like an IP address. You can still deal it down to a central like location based on those transactions moving through the wallets and moving through the blockchain. So, I mean, 
that's the positive behind it. I would say the negative behind it is everyone gets to see your transactions, right? So you can't get away with as much. So if you don't like- It's really no difference than Venmo. Exactly. It's no different than Venmo. It's no different than, I guess, social media, right? Mm -hmm. You can post what you want to post. You can make transactions that you want to transact, right? But if you're going to do things illegally, at least now there's some sort of control there that says, and, and you can audit this now. So you can be like, okay, Jim didn't pay his taxes. He still owes this money, right? You can't really do that in a, on the blockchain, right? So for example, I'll, I'll use that same example. Jim didn't pay his taxes on the blockchain with every, every time you basically go from wallet to wallet, you make a transaction from person to person. What happens is that there's a fee associated with that. So it's basically like you're already getting taxed on your transactions. You don't need to worry about doing your taxes separately from everything. It's already wrapped up into Bitcoin. It's already wrapped up onto the blockchain because you can see it. All of a sudden you make a thousand transactions in a year, right? Every single one of those is going to be is going to be there. You can audit it. You can see where it's gone. When you do your taxes, they don't care about every single individual transaction. They only care about that lump sum amount, right? So when you do your taxes, you can see I've already paid for my fees with these transactions here. So you don't really need to pay taxes in crypto, right? And that's why federal, the Federal Reserve, the federal monetary policy is having such a hard time with this because how do they tax something that they don't necessarily own? The people own it. Like when I get my Bitcoin, I actually own that. Why should I have to pay taxes on that when I'm basically transferring that to wallet to wallet, I still get a fee on top of that. It'd basically be like double taxing me, right? It'd it's, be- like, it's like owning a gold bar. You don't get taxed on gold bars, do you? No, exactly. <laughs> that may like, be a stupid question, but. It's like uh, if, if crypto kind of is like, oh, I hear crypto and I don't want to hear about it, right? Yeah. Think of houses, right? Um, everything you own is on a house. I'm trying to figure, think of where I'm trying to go with this. What was I talking about? I don't know. We kind of went down a rabbit hole. Let's yeah, sorry. <laughs> we got to go back. We got to go back, but. That's okay. So that's a little bit about what crypto yeah. is. Yeah, sorry. I could, details. yeah, I could talk for days on it, but that's kind of like. The, so that's a great segue. How did you get into crypto? Yeah, so I just kind of stumbled upon it, right? I. I hadn't really heard about Bitcoin, hadn't heard about Ethereum, any of that until, I don't know, what is the year, 2022 right now? I heard about it in September of 2020 is the first time I heard about it. First time I started to really dig into it, figure out what it was. Um, But I heard about it from, funny story. Okay, here, I'll tell the whole story. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> okay, so 
there's this guy named Charlie Rocket. And I was watching a couple of his videos on Instagram. And he was going on this like tour, right? So he he ended up coming to Denver. And what this tour was is it was the dream machine, right? So he brought this van, you would write your dreams on it. And it's basically like law of attraction, right? So you write it down like I am wealthy and mm-hmm. and, and you basically say, yeah, just law of attraction. Things will start coming to you based on what you write down there, right? So I wrote, I want to be the greatest investor in the world. I want to be the greatest philanthropist in the world. And I want to become like, you know, a best trader in the world. It was something like that. I have the picture. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, <laughs> and Katie, my girlfriend now, she actually went down there with me. And uh, we got there. And it was kind of a crazy experience. Because I actually ended up meeting someone who, after writing that down, <laughs> I actually met someone who was part of this community, I Am Academy, and uh, and that's where I kind of learned how to trade and learned Bitcoin. It was like after I wrote all that stuff down, it was it was just crazy how that worked. Where it was like I want to be the greatest investor. I I was already trading stocks at the time, and. So they read what you wrote on the bus and started talking to you or what? I mean, they didn't read what I wrote, but he's like, Brady is his name. And he goes, hey, so what brought you here and stuff like that? And so we started talking and he's like, I told him, I was like, hey, you know, I'm kind of into trading. I I don't know. I just kind of followed, you know, Charlie Rocket. And uh, next thing you know, he's like, hey, you know, I, I'm part of a trading group you should come join. So I was like, sure, why not? So I met up with them. We had some dinner and he talked to me about everything. And I signed up that basically that next day. And I started learning about foreign currency trading and foreign currency trading led into crypto and crypto was where I was like, this is what it's all about. Like this is, is my bread and butter. Like this is something that is going to change the world. This is something that is going to be implemented into our lives, whether we want it or not. This is like, I saw that connection. And from there, that's how it went. It was kind of, sorry for the long-winded answer, but Mm -hmm. that's how how it started. Oh, that's a sweet story of how you wrote it on the van and literally minutes later, you're talking Mm -hmm. to someone in this world and networking already. (laughs) That was crazy. Okay, so how does one get crypto? How do we obtain or any cryptocurrency? How do we buy it in a sense? Yeah. So what I personally like to use is Coinbase because Coinbase is actually audited by think of like Ernst and Young, uh, KMPG, KPMG. I don't know how you say it. You know, big financial audit companies, which means that it's actually legit. It's following like SOX compliance. I don't know if a lot of people know about that, but uh, hold on. What was the question? How do you get crypto? Okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> sorry. 
Anyways, you're kind of going into my mind today, so sorry, I'm kind of all over the place. But this is how I think of concepts, I have to picture them in my mind. It's not just today, this is how you always are. <laughs> <laughs> so how do you get it? Easily, you just go to Coinbase and you buy it. It's just, download the Coinbase that. app. Yeah, so you and go to Coinbase, you download the app. Sorry, yeah. If you're putting in larger amounts of money, I would suggest going to, you could probably use BNB, which is Binance, Binance.us, and you can go there. I personally like Coinbase, though. Um, and you connect your bank account to it and put in U.S. dollars to buy cryptocurrency. Exactly. You just exchange your USD for Bitcoin, for Ethereum. And based on what your like vision is, do you see crypto long term or do you see crypto like short term? Do you want to just catch the pump and and dump? Uh, there are different strategies for that. We don't need to go into that, but just for buying it, Coinbase. Okay. And why? Why would you want to buy crypto? What's the advantage of buying crypto? Cryptocurrency. Mm, good question. <laughs> okay so why should you buy crypto we kind of talked about it a little bit mm -hmm. um, if you still aren't convinced i would say what's the advantage of having crypto yeah i would say that it's going to be <laughs> it's literally just going to be the way we transact with things in the future like there's no way around it. It's already, it's been around for so long that it's like people are starting to accept it. Like countries are starting to buy it. Mm -hmm. I don't know if anybody has heard, but like El Salvador has started to buy crypto. Um, you know, like other countries are starting to adopt this, starting to buy. Brazil is starting to buy and implement. So it's going to be the next currency. The dollar is going to go away, you think? Um, as far as away, I don't know, right? Because it's a generational thing. Will we see it in our lifetime? It's hard to say, right? Mm -hmm. um, however, I will say that, oh my gosh, there was a bird that just hit the window. Oh. <laughs> I'm sorry, my laugh was really loud there. That's so funny. I heard it. I bet you can hear it in those. <laughs> oh, that scared the shit out of me. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Um, I would that's say, will USD go away in our lifetime? I, I don't know. I think there are a lot of things that need to happen, right? Because currency is based off belief, right? The US dollar is the strongest currency because it has the most belief behind it, right? So we think the dollar is the strongest because the most people believe that the dollar is the strongest. That's how currency works. That's how money works, right? It's mm -hmm. all about belief. So if you want more dollars, you just need to basically have the mindset of they're just going to print more, right? Why do you think there are billionaires now? Why do you think there will be trillionaires? It's because they can print more and more money, right? The more money you print, the more money there is to grab. 
However, it's a double-edged sword, right? So you can become a trillionaire with the more money they print. However, the double-edged sword is that the more money they print, the okay. less power yeah. it has, the yeah. less buying power it has. Mm -hmm. So the dollar throughout history has been losing value, right? It's, I need $10 to buy a carton of milk rather than $5 to buy a carton of milk, right? Yeah. Well, that's, it's even in the sense of, and this may sound silly to some people because they're like, uh, that's still a lot of money. But it's almost like a millionaire doesn't even seem that rich anymore because now we have billionaires. Exactly. And and a a millionaire to a billionaire is basically like <laughs> I don't I don't know how to describe that. Okay, so <laughs> so if you wanted to get to one million Oh it's funny. Okay, here I have a quick example. And <laughs> this will really show my true colors. I was watching a video uh with chloe kardashian and kylie or yeah the youngest kylie jenner on instagram and they kylie was doing chloe's or giving chloe questions and one of the questions was would you eat a cockroach for a million dollars and chloe's like yeah yeah i think i would and kylie's like i don't think i would and chloe goes well that's because you're a billionaire <laughs> <laughs> isn't that so true <laughs> it's, it's so true like to put it into perspective Billions and millions are like a million to a thousand. Yeah. One dollar is like a hundred thousand mm dollars. So if you're building that up, right? So if I have one dollar, that's like a million dollars. If I have a billion dollars, that's like a hundred thousand dollars. Yeah. So the difference is pretty drastic. Exactly. So if I have a thousand. Yeah, we got it. And <laughs> thank you. <laughs> and, and you should see there was, a, there was a little hand thing there. We yeah. got it. We got it. A little bit of sass. We got it. Tyler, you can stop. <laughs> I know. I think. I think it was. I think the hand was even heard through the mic on that one. Uh, but it's kind of crazy because the sense that a dollar's losing its value, a billionaire is something we never even thought about years ago, mm -hmm. even like 10 years ago. Yeah. That's kind of crazy. Yeah. And then so, you see all the, you what? see all the conversions, right? So you're like, Oh, this guy back in the day would be worth this much. Now. Right. Right. Well, yeah. Because there's more money in circulation now. now. There's more ways to get to a trillion dollars back then. It wasn't like, hey, we can just print this money. It was like, I'm going to trade rocks for seashells. I'm going to trade gold for silver. I'm going to trade things that were of finite value. There's only so much that you can get. Yeah. And that's kind of the benefit of coming back to Bitcoin and crypto. That's the benefit of Bitcoin, right? It's because your, there's only well, so much. Exactly. There are only 21 million Bitcoin. However, you can break a Bitcoin down to a very, very, very small amount, right? So, so the circular, I mean, circular, what is it? Circulization is that the word I'm looking circulation? for? Circulation? Yeah, circulation. Circulation. <laughs> <laughs> circulation. 
circulation yeah, so of Bitcoin total, can go on for a long time, but there's only so much that the value of it will never decrease. Right. So <laughs> since it's a computer program and since it's run off of the computer, right, they created this formula to say, okay, by the end, by like 2140, all of the Bitcoin should be produced. So that's where the halving comes in. That's where every four years you're going to get the reward for mining Bitcoin cut in half. So when it first started, you got 50 Bitcoin for every single block that you verified, right? And then it got cut in half to 25. And then it got cut in half to 12 and a half. And then it got okay, cut so in half. So let me ask you a question. Yep. That maybe a lot of people are thinking. If they created Bitcoin, who's to say they can't create more Bitcoin? Like, why why does it stand that there's a limit of Bitcoin when they created it in the first place? Just like money, you can just print more. Why, especially with technology enhancing, why can't they create more Bitcoin in the future? Exactly. Why can't they just change the code? Why can't they just uh, why can't they just do that? Well. If that were to happen, there would be people noticing that right away. That's when people would be like, because it's all public ledger, right? You, it's all public code. It's all available for everyone to see. Yeah. Right? But it's why a, would that make a difference? Okay. So say you saw that it changed. Would you still have the same belief in Bitcoin? Probably not. You would be like, hey, this isn't a finite thing anymore. Why should I invest in it? I'm going to sell it all. Right. So mm -hmm. then it doesn't hold its thing. So that's when everyone would sell. Bitcoin would just crash and go to zero. There's no point in Bitcoin anymore if people were to change it. Right. So if you notice that change, if you notice something has changed in that public code, mm -hmm. which I can't read code, I can read a little bit of code, but that's why there are people auditing. That's why there are developers going through bitcoin every single day like so that shouldn't be your worry your worry shouldn't be okay what if they change the code what if this okay so let's change your perspective and let's mm -hmm. say what if this actually does work out you know what if i am actually investing into the future you know everybody is like i'm not going to get into this because of this one thing mm -hmm. what if they change their perspective and say what if because of this one thing, I'm going to invest in it? And I guess it's no different than money. I mean, people can say money's been around for so long and it always will be and it's government owned, blah, blah, blah. But it's no different than they can just print more money. So one day the value, just yeah. like crypto, if you change the, the code, mm -hmm. it would decrease the value or have no value at all for exactly. cryptocurrency. Mm -hmm. If you print more and more money, eventually the value of the dollar is going to break even, won't yeah. it? Yeah. So Bitcoin will eventually stabilize where <laughs> that is. It's hard to say, right? Because this is my thought on it. Bitcoin is just your store of value. That's why they say it's like digital gold. Ethereum acts more like a currency because there are infinite amounts of it. Like I can purchase NFTs. I can purchase things with Ethereum. I can't, 
I don't want to purchase things with Bitcoin. I just want to hold it. Oh, okay, that makes more value because as more dollars are printed, I can offset the devaluation of that with my store of value, right? Because more people are going to put dollars into Bitcoin. And that's what's going to cause Bitcoin to continue to rise. But at so a certain Bitcoin point, is investing. Ethereum is basically your dollar in electronic form. Exactly. Exactly. But if you're conservative with your money, which means that you don't like taking that risk, you don't like seeing up 20% one day, down 15% the next, mm -hmm. that's where stable coins come into. So crypto is basically creating its own economy. It's like the next evolution with into the economy. So we're in the dial-up stage. Think of the internet, right? Mm -hmm. When the internet was created, how many people said, this is a terrible idea. I'm never getting into the internet. Um, think of Facebook. I'm never owning a Facebook account. This is for kids. Guess what happened? How many people own a Facebook account right now? Yeah, a lot Almost of us. Everyone, right? Because it was a slow progression into there. Like history repeats itself, not exactly, but history repeats itself and you can learn from the history. We have to adapt to the generations exactly. coming up and the generations coming up are technology focused. Exactly. You don't need to go all in. What you need to do is that's why dollar cost averaging in is so good, right? So I'm going to put $100 in today, and if it goes up, great. If it doesn't, hey, I took the chance on that. However, if I don't put anything in and it takes off, what's your initial feeling? Oh, I had the chance back in the day to get in, and I wish that I would have. I wish that I would have. And if it goes down, you can still keep your money in until the opportunity, or and you still have the opportunity for it to still go up. Exactly. It's it you're not really losing anything, just keeping your money in there. Exactly. It won't hurt as bad when it goes down because you've put in a small amount. Yeah. You haven't put in your whole life savings. You haven't said, I'm yeah. committing to only crypto and I'm going to deal with 50% drawdown and I'm going to deal with a thousand percent gains, right? Mm -hmm. That's so emotional. Like, yeah. I want to live my life personally, so I'm only going to put in $100. I'm only going to put in $150 and be like, this is for the long term. Like, I see the vision. I see in 10 years, where do you think Bitcoin's going to go? Think about talking about this in 2009 mm -hmm. at with Bitcoin at $5. Yeah. Right? Okay. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. So, wrapping up, I want to ask you a question. Mm -hmm. With this whole conversation, if there's one thing you'd want to tell people, what is it? To, if you, okay, this is, this is what I want to tell people. This is how I view getting into crypto, right? Some people may or may not be ready for crypto. These are the things to tell you if you are ready to get involved with crypto. And if you are ready to and get involved with any sort of investing, mm -hmm. this is the takeaway. If you have an emergency fund of three to six months and you are out of debt, I would suggest 
This is not financial advice. I would suggest now looking into some sort of investing, right? But if you're going to get into crypto while in debt, while you don't have any, you know, emergency fund, mm -hmm. you are going to be an emotional wreck because crypto doesn't care if you're in debt. Crypto doesn't care about your emotions. Mm -hmm. Like, so how would you, or what amount would you suggest people starting out with? Um, that is a personal question. I think it's all based on where you are financially, right? So if I make $40,000 and you already contribute 5% to, you know, your 401k, your Roth, mm -hmm. the magic number is 15%. So into crypto? Uh, no, just total investing. So let's, let's, oh, okay. I'm going to, I'm going to break it down like an overview, right? So we want to get to 15%. That's the magic number, right? So say you have, you know, 10% into your 401k. You need 5% to go somewhere else, right? To get to that magic number of 15%. That can be 5% into crypto. That can be 2% into stocks. That can be 3% into crypto. Like, it's all based on your risk tolerance. Mm -hmm. Bitcoin is a volatile asset. So if you don't like seeing your portfolio down 30% and up 40%, right, within a matter of three months, then I would suggest starting with a very small amount, $100, 1% of what you make maybe. Mm -hmm. um, but if you're, if you're okay, if you can handle your emotions if you're like, well, I don't give a shit if it's down. I'm investing the, for this for the long term. Yeah, okay. you just put it in and forget about it. Put it in and forget about it. Okay, then you can say, all right, I'm I'm okay with these minor setbacks. I'm okay with, you know, it drawing down 50%, right? So that way, put in 5 to 10%. It's all up to you. I can't give you a dollar amount though, right? Because it's all personal it's based off of your budget right it's based off of what you make yeah um, but if you think in percentages that will help you kind of determine how much to put in yeah start small and go from there exactly and again this isn't financial advice i'm not a financial advisor i have no licenses or brokerages mm -hmm. but um just from personal experience that's the best advice i can give you is Start with what do I make? Gross salary times that by 15%. Once you get to 15%, break it down from there. What do you want in your 401k? What do you want in your Roth IRA, traditional IRA? And what do you want in other investment portfolios? Crypto, maybe you like investing in old time cars, maybe you like sports cards, maybe you mm -hmm. like NFTs, whatever, whatever it is to you but just make an investment into yourself and into your future, right? It doesn't pay to hold on to dollars. We already yeah. discussed that holding on to dollars is, is losing its value. Mm -hmm. So any way that you can outpace the devaluation of the dollar, hey, you're good. You're Gucci. As I, love it. <laughs> Gucci. Gucci. <laughs> I love it. 
Okay, before we end, I have a quick little game. Uh, I got some burning questions for you. So you have to think. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you have to think of the first thing that comes to your mind when I ask you these. Okay. This one's going to be funny because we kind of talked about it this morning already. Okay. What emoji are you using the most or a lot right now? <laughs> okay, so I have a couple, but these are the top emojis that I'm using. Okay. I'm going to look at mine too. We'll share ours. The laughing with the cry face. Okay. Uh, the hands up. Like, yeah. Praise the Lord. So much. Yeah. Yeah. I use the red heart because I talk to my love, which is Catherine a lot. So okay. I say, Oh, I love yeah. you so much, my love. <laughs> okay. Um, the upside down face because I'm always like playful. Think of, so when I. To me, that's like. <laughs> yeah, that's okay. like you're smiling on the outside but on the inside you're like <laughs> so this is this is how i view the upside so you're down. like i'm giving you bad news but i'm putting a smile with it <laughs> no, it makes me think okay that is your perspective this is my perspective <laughs> think of a dog rolling upside down ready to play okay that's, so you're that's what i view the upside down like Hey, I'm going to be a shit today. I'm wagging my tail. And all of a sudden it's like, oh, gotcha. And then they. <laughs> yeah, that's very much you. So. Okay, mine. Oh, do you have another one? Uh, No, just the this face, the clenching the teeth. The, ooh, oh, I don't know what's going to happen. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, my top four. Or just the regular smiling face with the blush cheeks. Because that's like the cute smile. Yeah, like, I have that one too. <laughs> uh, the, I don't know, the shoulder shrug. That's my number two. <laughs> oh, that sounds about right. <laughs> I know. A wink is number three. Yeah. And then the okay finger, making okay with your fingers is my fourth <laughs> one. And then my fifth one is the laughing, but with no tears. So just like the... Yeah, the arrow yeah. eyes with the big open smile. Okay, I'm going to throw it back at you. LOL or haha? Oh, this is so good. I've been having an argument inside my head for so long. <laughs> I used to always, so I started out LOL when LOL first came out. I don't know if I was even alive when it first came out, but when it was big, like in middle school and stuff. Mm -hmm. And then I switched to haha because I was like, LOL is so like teenager, like. I don't want to do that. <laughs> and so I use ha ha like religiously would never use LOL for years. Like, I don't know, like five to 10 years. And then all of a sudden one day, maybe like five to six months ago, I was talking to my best friend, Megan, and she used LOL. And I was like, you know what? I think it's bad. Cause I really need people to know when I'm LOLing. <laughs> and now <laughs> I like only use LOL and sometimes I use it too much that I throw in some ha ha's just to give it a variety. But now I'm like on the LOL train. <laughs> what about you? But I will say, sorry, when it's capital LOL and I'm not speaking into my phone because when you speak into your phone, you'll always make it capital. When it's capital LOL, that's when you really know I'm LOLing. <laughs>
And I think that's a major point to make. I think it's when it's in caps or when it's just like, LOL, it's like, oh, that was kind of funny, but yeah, it like a little huh. Exactly, like, huh, huh. yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, so I'm a ha ha person, so I go ha ha. If it's really funny, I go ha 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 ha. ha. Yeah, me yeah. too. <laughs> or if it's like, oh, I think I'm being funny, I put ha. Yeah, that's or it's a- like, too. oh, this was kind of a clever thought. Ha. Huh. Yeah, <laughs> I'm laughing at myself. Yeah. And you know something super funny when you have all caps, multiple, ha, 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 ha. And you're like, I'm dead, rolling on the floor. <laughs> all right, what else you got for me? Okay, uh, do your best accent. Hello, mate, how you doing today? <laughs> yeah, that's good. All right, okay, hold on, I got another one. I should have asked mom to do this because she only has one accent for like every single accent. I don't even know what it is. Yeah. It's okay, like ready? a made up accent. Yeah. Like it's not an English accent and she'll do it when we say Jamaican. Yeah. She'll like do this one accent for English, for Jamaican, for Irish. Okay, ready? So, light bulb. Oh, great! <laughs> What do you think is going to happen today? I don't know, but I'm going to get it done. <laughs> the little girl wants little her girl. uniform. Oh, it's so fluffy. <laughs> and then I got a southern charm accent like this. You know, I slow it down a little bit just yeah. to make the people understand. Yeah. Hello, how you doing? My name's Tyler. Welcome to meet you. Oh Welcome to meet you. Welcome my humble abode. I wish people could see your face. <laughs> okay. What's your best beauty tip? Wow, that's a great question. <laughs> Pluck your unibrow. Oh my god, Ty. So I was researching what cre- what questions to ask and I was watching Ellen because she does burning questions. She did it with Steve Carell and he said pluck. That was his answer, too. Yeah, Yeah, I shouldn't be so specific. Hey, if you want a unibrow, hey, I don't care. I don't give a shit. It's coming back. Yeah, just, hey, be your own person. I don't care. If you like a unibrow, you like a unibrow. I personally, I like to clean that shit up. (laughs) Same. Okay, um, you're invited to a dinner party. What do you bring? Oh, God, is it what I think it is? <laughs> I bring the party favors. Yeah. I'm from, Col- I'm, I live in Denver, Colorado right now. So, so I, bring the, I bring the joints. I bring that the- is true because when we moved into our house, that's exactly what you brought us. <laughs> <laughs> okay, last one. What's the most rebellious thing you've done? Mm, good question. You're not a rebel, so this should be, it's probably something I don't even know about. Yeah, the most rebellious thing i ever done. <laughs> oh, boy. I don't know. I'm not really a rebellious person. Okay, what's one rebellious thing you've done? I... Uh... I never really snuck out of the house. I can't really say that. 
Yeah. Um, I never really drank in high school, so it's not like I ever drank at a high school party. Mm -hmm. Um, so if you're looking for juicy info like that, mm. Ty was definitely the good child. <laughs> yeah, Jessica, Jessica lived her life more than I did. That's for sure. Oh, no, no, no. You lived up college way more than me. Oh, here we go. In my mind, this was the most rebellious thing I did. Okay, so I arranged my bed so that way I could look out my door at night to watch TV when mom and dad were watching TV. So I would go to bed, right? So oh then my would, God, that's not even rebellious. <laughs> okay, so then I would open my door and then like, I don't want to shut my door all the way. Well, why? Because I'm going to sneak out. Oh my God. At the okay, so then get this, then it evolved. And then it evolved into- This is when gonna, you were little? This was, no, this was like high school. <laughs> Okay. Oh my God. So this is how much of a nerd I am. This is how much of a geek I am. Ready? This is a okay. true attestment when I say Ty was the good kid. <laughs> so then, so then I actually ended up putting a TV in my room, and then I put my Xbox in there. So then I would say I would go to bed, but then I would wait for mom and dad to go to bed and play my Xbox until like one or two in the morning. Oh my God, you rebel! So I would make sure to, you know, keep it quiet because I didn't, I'm like facing the vents, right? So I don't want them to hear me through the vent system. Yeah, that's another uh, thing. We were little and exactly. we would get sent to our rooms. We would talk to each other in the vents. Exactly. We'd talk to each other through the vents. That's, that was our telephone. We didn't use styrofoam cups. We used them. Yeah, with a string. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so that's probably the most rebellious thing I've done. Oh my God, I don't believe that, but. I mean, I do have a juicier story, but I can't say that. Okay, we'll talk offline. That's, that's like a deep, dark secret. Oh boy. Will you tell me offline? No. Oh, that's how you know it's bad. That's how bad it is. We tell each other almost everything besides the, what you don't want to tell your sibling. <laughs> I will say that. Uh, yeah. You will say what? I digress. I'm not oh. gonna say it. <laughs> oh, well, that's all I had. Okay, I I'm gonna throw some questions at you that I had thought of. Okay. I love uh, it. You probably weren't expecting these, but that's okay. I love being interviewed. If you're, if you could represent an actor or an actress on your current life situation, who would you be? What do you mean? Like have their life? Like would yeah. So do you? I'm trying to think of the best way to put this. If you were a character in your own show, mm -hmm. where do you get your background from? Like, is it from that '70s show? Are you more of like a Friends type? Oh, what character am I in real life? Exactly. Yes. <laughs> I sorry, I didn't know how to ask it. Um. Oh, that's a good one. I don't know. It changes because lately I've been really, really into like hippie and everything. This is so funny. The that's other day I was telling so Corey about psychedelics, and he was like. So he looked at me like I was in left field and I'm just like so on board with it and meditate, yoga, like 
green smoothie. I don't know if that's hippie, but, and I'm beginning to be a huge animal lover. But I think if I look at it in perspective of like, who I just really am like, it's probably Monica from Friends. (laughs) (laughs) Is that not it? Okay, so can I tell you something that we thought of last night? Yeah. So I went over by my neighbors last night, Mike and Lisa, and uh, he said something that really resonated with me. You don't need to plagiarize it, but you can take things from it, right? Mm-hmm. So, for example, Jessica would be Jessica Geller, and Corey would be Corey Bing. Bing, I know. <laughs> we are such a Chandler Monica couple. It's like scary. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay, so are would you say that some days you are like? Um, Ashton Kutcher and Mila Kunis. Mila Kunis. <laughs> no. <laughs> I would say more like Wait. in real life. Hold on, not yeah, like Ashton Netflix. and Mila or Kelso and Jackie. I exactly Kelso and Jackie. Yeah, we're not Kelso and Jackie. But I would say that you guys are very close to Ashton and Mila. Mila. Why do I say that? Because yeah, I know him as very as well. Oh, yeah, he's very smart. smart. But he's, so is she. She's way smarter than me. He actually is one of the big investors in a company called Ripple. And so that's a cryptocurrency as well. Yeah, so, he's big on it. I was listening to, he has a podcast out, kind of similar to this, but probably a little less yeah. off track, yeah. uh, with an armchair expert, expert with Dak mm-hmm. Shepard. And they talk about it. So if you want to listen to that too, that'd be cool. Yeah. Okay, more. Okay. If you had to describe your personality with a song or a song genre, how would you describe your personality? (laughs) Crazy bitch. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, you're crazy bitch. Yeah, the lyrics of that song probably doesn't describe me too well. (laughs) Um... I don't know. Probably. I don't know. Okay, What's a so genre? Let's let's do a genre. Are you more country? Are you more kind of like laid back? Are you or I'm are you every like- genre except for like rap, but like today's rap, mm-hmm. like 90s rap or early 2000s rap, I can get on board with. Mm-hmm. But honestly, I'm every genre. I like every genre. Mm-hmm. But I will give you something of genres you probably don't expect me to like. Mm-hmm. Probably hip hop. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 90s hip hop is like my jam. What uh, is. I also the... like. I like heavy metal, but when they start screaming through like the whole song is them screaming, yeah. I step away. But okay. I like. I like like Metallica. Those are like 80s rock bands. Yeah, absolutely. That's what I listen to all the time. Mm-hmm. Um. So if you had to boil it down to one genre that you listen to the most it could be currently because it obviously it changes i listen to a lot of different 80s yeah right i'm always it's it's timeless music it's it keeps you in the 80s right yeah it's great yeah and they just i don't know i just feel like there's 
less auto-tune. Like I cannot handle, oh, EDM, not, that's the one genre I cannot listen to. All right, we're I focusing on the bad, songs. you gotta focus on the good. You gotta yeah, focus I know. on the good. I can't handle songs that just continually repeating, repeat the same like thing, you yeah. know, like, oh, what am I thinking? I don't know, just like, I got it after the first three and it just keeps going on and on. And that's one thing I can't handle. <laughs> I got you. Okay, so if you were a superhero, what would your superpower be? Oh gosh. This is such a generic like question that's asked so much and I, I don't have an answer. Okay, so let's... Actually, well, I'd like to read people's thoughts, but then I would get really annoyed and not care. Like if it was constantly on, it's like a hearing aid, you know? You just hear all this muffle in the background. But I'd like to know what people are thinking sometimes. Would you rather get drunk or get high? Mm -hmm. Well, it depends, because sometimes... You have a really good high, and sometimes you have a really bad high. But the same thing Wrong can be said about alcohol, right? Yeah. Think about, think about a night that you're puking, and you took yeah. way too many it shots, and then you feel like shit in the morning. But right? I don't know. I think I would just, me personally, I'd rather get drunk, because primarily and usually, I'm a happy drunk. And so I don't know. I'm more high. But getting high, I like getting high with you, because... We're on the same wavelength a lot of times. Yeah, absolutely. So we come from the same birthplace. I know, but it's like nothing will happen, but all of a sudden you get like a hit and a wave inside you, and we get it at the same time. Yeah. It's so, it so funny. You'll just look at me. Yeah, I know what you mean. <laughs> I'm on the same wave as you. <laughs> so I like getting high with you. Yeah, I, and I think that's the biggest thing. I think you have to. So it, I personally did not like getting high the first time I ever tried it or did it. Mm -hmm. and, but the more you try, kind of like, think of whiskey, vodka. Yeah, and quiet taste. One's dark, one's light. Oh, think yeah. of like beers. Do you like a bush light or do you like an IPA? It's the same thing with weed. Do you like like a sativa, something that brings you up? Do you like yeah. an indica that puts you more relaxed and you just like want to veg out and watch the TV. Like yeah. personally, I like a sativa because it keeps me up and it gives me that energy to just like keep going. And, mm -hmm. and I don't know, it's, it's not, there's, there's a fine line because if you take too much, you're out of it. You yeah. can't even function. You can't talk, but yeah. if you take the right amount, you're actually put into like this buzzed state mm -hmm. of like you are with alcohol. So most people, when they first do it, they either take too much yeah. or it's, and it just ruins their experience for them. But I definitely had some bad experience, like paranoid. I got paranoid one time and that was yeah. really bad. And it was probably because I'm not even going to say. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can't, I can't say that on here, <laughs> but, uh, but then I've had really good times where it's just like, you're just riding a wave and it's like peaceful. Yeah. But you're happy. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So, I mean, a lot of people probably don't like it because technically it's a drug, but yeah. you know, I think 
I view it more as like a medicine. It's more as a as a teacher, right? So you get I mean, you just do whatever the fuck you want. No one. Yeah, I agree. Judging people. Yeah, and I I think that like the reason that it's like more of a medicine and more of it like it's it sparks your creativity exactly it it helps you see who you really are so when you get paranoid Mm -hmm. it's like you aren't supposed to be like oh my god I'm thinking of this I'm thinking of this it's to help you become aware of those thoughts that are going on right so it it helps you like notice those thoughts and and say like it basically knocks down your guard exactly it's like hey i don't like these are just my thoughts it's not who i actually am so like why do i put so much weight on this like why do i feel yeah okay we're not going down a rabbit hole (laughs) yeah sorry but you know just to kind of give you know i like to kind of come back and maybe we can talk about that and talk about some other things but you can come back anytime <laughs> okay is that all your questions or you have more this one would you rather have noodles for arms or would you rather have a neck that spun like an owl Oh, and oh, okay. So noodles like arms, like Elastic Girl, like uh, Elastic Girl, like licorice arms, so you can bite on them. They kind of regenerate and grow back. Are they ever stiff? Like you can carry things? <laughs> yeah, I guess you can make them stiff. You just gotta, yeah. Um, because then you could be like, who's behind me? I. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. If they're like elastic girl arms, I'd rather have the arms. Because I'm lazy. So you could like reach. What is your favorite holiday? Oh. Off the top of your head, what was the first thing that came into your mind? Easter. Because it used to be Easter, but now it's Thanksgiving. Why? I love the food and it's such like a gathering event. I love gathering with family. I love the family I'm marrying into and my family. And so I get really excited just to see people. Christmas is fine, but it's just too hectic. But I do love the gifts. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) But Thanksgiving, it's just warm Mm and fall feeling. Absolutely. Absolutely. What about yours? Oh, Christmas. Just because it brings family together. Everyone's just yeah, the reason people are just more relaxed because they're like, oh, I know this is kind of the end of the year. I know I can, like, spend time with my family. I, I don't know. There's not so much. Yeah. Go go go. People are yeah. more relaxed. It's just nice because it's you kind of have a break from yeah. Fourth of July until Thanksgiving, where you get together. I do like Fourth of July too. What are holidays that you think are made up that? Probably we don't need, but Halloween. Yeah, <laughs> Valentine's Day. Oh, why? Why do you have to dedicate one day to the person you love? Why can't you love them every day and and exactly. do like yeah. every once a month? Be like, hey, like I just love you so much. Here are some flowers or something. It's Here's such some a coffee. Don't yourself, I right? I know. I have a significant other, and we don't even do anything. We'll maybe go to supper three days later. <laughs> 
Yeah. You can imagine knowing my partner, how Valentine's Day is to him. Like, oh, it's Valentine's Day? <laughs> no, it's such a dumb holiday. I mean, it is probably good because, like, if you're a parent, it gives you an excuse to go out on a date. Yeah, absolutely. But, yeah, I yeah. see the positive. Um, flag Day. Why do we have Flag Day? What is Flag Day? Well, it, it helps you uh, understand different cultures. It helps you understand. Is that what it is? I don't know what it is, so maybe that's why I think it's useless. Yeah, I guess maybe we'll have to talk to Sheldon Cooper on that. So. <laughs> <laughs> Good Lord. And President's Day. Yeah. What is your favorite cartoon? Ooh. Well, it used to be Tweety Bird. Yeah, it did. And it used to be a know. huge Tweety Bird, Sylvester. Oh. Fan. Huge, yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't really want. I think that's. I think that's the answer. Yeah. So, uh, okay. Between Looney Tunes, Tom and Jerry, Fairly Odd Parents, and what was the other one that we used to watch? SpongeBob. Which would you pick? Oh my God, Tom and Jerry. They were all good. No, I like Looney Tunes. <laughs> I like really odd parents too. I know. Uh, we didn't really get into until like mm-hmm. later middle school during the summers. Okay, what about this thing that was on all the time? Cyber Chase. Oh. Or Arthur. Arthur, yes. Those Cyber are all Chase. classics. That's what we all grew up. That's what we grew up with. I know. I hope people listen to this and are like, "Oh my God, yeah." Yeah. I know, Cyber I know. Chase. I was Cyber Chase all the way. What was that one with, I think it was the Spanish boy and girl, like Mia and... Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, that one was okay. That came after Cyber Chase. Yeah. Or replaced Cyber Chase. Yeah. Um, Okay, so after your cartoon phase came your middle school... Disney Channel. Oh, and I... So Raven. Oh, yeah, I still watch those. I love those. I I binged that So Raven when I got a Disney Plus account. It was so funny. And then I would turn it off. And Hannah Montana. This is so... I'm 26 years old, still watching this. But this is so funny. I would turn it off the second Corey walked into the the house because I was embarrassed. (laughs) And if anyone's going to judge me for watching those, it's my fiance. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Uh, do what you want, Jess. Watch what you want. Yeah, no, I really don't care. I keep – I started watching Raven's Home. <laughs> I keep that on when he's home. He's okay, like, okay, so we have, to, we have to make a tribute to Mr. Danny Tanner, Mr. Oh. Bob Saget. How sad is that, huh? It's so sad. He was definitely – Dad. Full house every single day after. Oh, for sure. Big. You're getting off of the bus by my grandma and grandpa. Yeah, every day. Every day in the summer, too. We had a babysitter. I think it was Mandy. She would watch it all the time. Yeah, and that, that's how I think I found out about it. Uh-huh. And then our cousin Kristen was also our babysitter. And she has, like, every DVD. Yeah, big tribute. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Man, we could talk about so many things. I know. This podcast is going to be so long. I'm going to have to put something in it, like, after our crypto talk and be like, okay, if you want to keep listening, we just randomly talk. Yeah, there you go, yeah. <laughs> I like these, bringing it back. Yeah. But I don't need to take all your time. We can. I can always come back and talk to you again. I know. We should. De- I should definitely have you on again. I like it. Maybe we just have, like, a siblings talk and we just yeah, talk, we about just talk about like where we came from and what we 
you know, how yeah. we evolved and stuff like that. That would be kind of fun. Yeah, maybe I'll put it in the comments if you guys want to hear that or if it's yeah, something. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah, for sure. All right. Well, you have fun at your lunch today. Yeah, thanks. I'm going to get a haircut today. So, you know, the hair is getting a little long. Oh, yeah, you need it. Yeah. Carols are starting to come back. Oh, boy. So. Well, thank you for being on here. I appreciate it. Thank you for having me. I appreciate you having me. This is so much fun. I know, isn't it? Yes. I love it. Okay, before we leave, yeah. you, what are your goals for 2022? So that way everyone knows and can hold you accountable for those. My goal, no, not plural. Okay. is uh, start a podcast. And I'm committed to 52 podcasts, one a week. Awesome. I love that goal. And it's just for me. It's not, I'm not looking for sponsors. I'm not looking for money. I just want to talk. I love that. Let's go. <laughs> how about you? I want to learn 100 songs on the guitar. Oh, how many have you learned so far? Uh, four or five. Ooh, should we tell people one song you're playing and when you're playing it, or should we keep it a surprise? I mean, you can. So this is the path that I went down. I learned the song for my sister's wedding. Yeah, so if you're invited to my wedding, well, if you're not invited to my wedding, sorry. If you're invited <laughs> to my wedding, <laughs> you will hear Ty sing. Yeah, okay. And then that evolved into The Joker by Steve Miller Band, because I'm a joker. I'm a smoker. I'm a midnight toker. And then that yeah. <laughs> and then that evolved into like just kind of messing around. And then I was like, huh, I wonder what will get people singing. So I went to a crowd favorite, Friends in Low Places by Garth Brooks, because I got friends in low places where the and then that evolved into, huh, you know, I'm working at home right now. Oh, I think I can learn this song. So I learned uh, Silver Lining by Mount Joy. And, uh, up on the mountain, caught on the rail line. Mm, thought you were going to say, up on the rooftop right here. <laughs> yeah, kind of <laughs> like that. <laughs> So if, if you want to listen to that song, it's pretty sweet. And then the last song that I'm learning right now is Red by Taylor Swift. And why? Because my girlfriend, Catherine, loves that song. And the new Red album is coming out on vinyl. So she has it pre-ordered. And so I wanted to learn that for her. And you guys have a record player? Yeah, she does. Oh, awesome. So that's the one that I'm learning now. And that's kind of what I was doing before. Great. So. Just the all right, you're gonna play us out. Yep. Here we go. What do you want to hear to play out? Um the Joker. People talk about me, baby. Say I'm doing you wrong. Well, don't you worry, baby. Don't you worry. No, 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 no. Because I'm right here at home. 
You're the cutest thing I ever did see. I really love your peaches, wanna shake your tree. Love it, love it, love it, love it, love it, love it all the time. Baby, I'll sure show you good time. I'm a picker, I'm a grinner, I'm a lover, and I'm a sinner. Playing my music in the sun. I'm a joker, I'm a smoker, I'm a midnight joker. Get my love and on the run. Woo! Woo! There you go. Hey guys, I hope you enjoyed another episode of We're All Just Trying to Get By. Feel free to write a review, subscribe, or follow us on social. We'd greatly appreciate it. I am at Just Trying to Get By on all social platforms. And until next time, we're all just trying to get by. Thank you.